We want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name is Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders, past, present and emerging. A trigger warning for the start of this episode, in it we do discuss physical assault, rape and there is a mention of a tragic accident. As always, please take caution when listening and if this episode is too upsetting for you, we'll see you back next week. Bye. We want to be <laughs> We want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. No, no. That word didn't work. <laughs> Okay. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. better. We have a special guest here that has like a bazillion phones. She's <laughs> got too many phones. It's vibrating up in here. So if you hear a vibration in the background, it's a phone, not it, anything else. It's definitely not us because we're not important enough. No, I mean, we have with us one of the, I don't know, I would say hardest working people in the industry. Would you agree with me? I would. I don't think I know anyone that hustles, has quite got the hustle like this person. But also just like I'm t- I am get tired watching you because your energy level is just so high. But look, we have Emmy Lou McCarthy with us today. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> um, Emmy Lou is from Emmy Lou Loves on Instagram and she's amazing and she has this awesome community where she runs events and t- honestly – what you, don't you yeah, do? Go Wait, why don't you tell, 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 tell people what you, what you do so that they've got a rough idea of just how exhausted you are? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess first and foremost, I'm the executive producer of my own TV show. That, yes. That's probably what keeps keeps me really, yeah. really busy because mm. that's a lot of hustling um, all, in all sorts of ways. It's, mm. it's crazy. It's, hard, it's a hard one to list. Um, and then we have the online community. Obviously, that that's huge as well. I don't find that exhausting as such because it's beautiful and it's just really organic and it's my life mm. and I just get to share that every day. Uh, and then we've got the online business as well, so the, the fashion line and the clothing. And then when you throw in events, now events <laughs> can get quite crazy. But, again, it's something that's so rewarding and is so – it's just so essential for my brand because I love people getting out and about. I've always been someone who throws a really awesome party. I know how to do that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know how to do it well uh, and I spend far too much money on it but I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm not great at throwing parties. My idea of a party is everyone doesn't come over and I stay home alone. But that's <laughs> not – I don't know if that's a party. You're so good yeah, at it's not. attending parties. I once threw um, the twins uh, under the sea themed party and by the end of the evening, Bianca – she was dressed as a squid in this giant squid outfit and she was pushing around a doll's pram. That was when the days when you did drink. Though. Yeah. Thank God I'm sober is all I'm going to say <laughs> to that. Um, but, yeah, so look, the reason we have you in today, Emmy, is because we attended one of your events that you were just talking about um, and for people listening, um, Emmy organised a self-defence um, program yeah. What do you call it? Event with Women's Self-Defence Network to mm-hmm. teach women self-defence, which I just would like to point out, Annie and I, Annie definitely got confused. She thought it was sort of a karate class because she came in her <laughs> gym gear. And when I, I picked her up, I was wearing a skirt and she was like, what the hell is this? Like, why, are you in, <laughs> why aren't you in gym clothes? Like, aren't we going to be punching people? I and thought I, we were chopping people in half. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't that at all. It's about... Being practical. Being practical. 
And um, the reason you organise this is? Well, I mean, there's a number of reasons why. Is because, you know, we don't all um, do karate, right? We don't all do martial arts and that takes years of, mm. of training and, and um, classes. Whereas I wanted something that was a lot more practical because, you know, I have been in circumstances, you know, I've, I've publicly shared um, I'm a victim of rape from, from a very young age. Um, but more um, more recently, you know, I was attacked earlier on this year in a car park and, you know, if, Fortunately, I was fine. I was in my car. But it's about being, um, you know, about thinking in those moments of duress and understanding what you can do to get out of it. This is not about what you can do to be a hero or anything like Mm. that. This is just about being safe and being street smart within that moment Mm. as well. Um, So it's important for me to share that, you know, I come from a very colourful background. I've spent a lot of time on the streets. Um, You know, I'm not someone that you'd probably want to fuck with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it's, it's, you know, it's it's these little little things that you get to know about yourself and about – potential attackers as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank sharing you that. For sharing yeah. that. That's, okay. That's so full on. Um, before we do begin, I want to say that this is about street violence, not domestic violence or, you know, other forms of violence. Um, and yes, the, the community and government need to first like fix all of these issues before we should have to, but mm. this and one hundred percent, it shouldn't be up to, to the victim. No, to, you know, one hundred percent, it shouldn't even be happening in the first place. But, but it is happening. Yeah, and so, and this is just a practical way to help ourselves, I suppose. Yeah, um, and I, it's little things as well. It's not even. Um, it's how to stop it from happening in the first place is the best way to describe it. It's sort of not getting to the point where you have to stab someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's getting to the point where that doesn't happen at all. Exactly. That's what's helpful yeah. about it. And at, n- at no point when you're learning these particular, uh, you know, um, uh, I wouldn't call them moves. They're not, you know, when, you, when you're learning about what, what's the safest way to park your car or what's the safest way to get to your car mm. um, after an evening event, at no point are we saying where to blame for that. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. should be able to wear um, – you know, a, a tiny tight skirt and dress and not be harassed on the street. Um, yeah. I should be able to park my car anywhere yeah. and be able to know that I can get to it safely. But the reality is that's not the case. So, so you know, when I hold these events and when I work with the self uh, Women's Self-Defence Network Melbourne, um, it's about just giving you guys some tools. Um, it's it's definitely an, not about shifting the blame. Yeah. I love it. Um, and that's why the – skirt was really good for you to turn up in Bianca because it was so practical it wasn't about me (laughs) being in gym clothes and learning how to do the moves it was sort of reenacting a night out or wherever I might be in the normal clothes that we wear day to day as we know there's so many um for example there's an installation where um, rape victims all display the clothes they were raped in and some of them are like children's pajamas and some of them it's just horrendous and we know that those things aren't the reason um as we got told on the um morning that we came with you one of the main reasons for street violence is just that you are an easy target Mm -hmm. in that um it's quick it's quick there yeah um and that's they're just taking advantage of the situation really yeah yeah exactly um i thought i'd just touch on the, the the Lovely. Sorry, what were their names? I haven't written them down. 
Oh, Rachel and Tristan. <laughs> yeah, Rachel yeah, and Tristan, Rachel that's Tristan. it. Um, Rachel and Tristan touched on the fact that there were two types of street violence. One was the criminal-based and one was the ego-based. Mm. Um, but we're talking about criminal-based, which is like when someone wants something from you, like your valuables or you yourself, mm-hmm. where ego-based is like, what are you looking at? You looking at my girlfriend? Like, mm. you know, and yeah. yeah. So we're talking about criminal-based today. <laughs> well, what are you looking at my girlfriend for? <laughs> Fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Tristan actually had an excellent um, uh, like an exit strategy. Yeah, exit strategy for that. Always have a story. Was that the one? Yeah. Yeah. So if someone says, "Why are you looking at girlfriend?" and you say, "Oh, I she looks like my sister. Looks like my sister. Yeah, I haven't seen my my sister sister in years, and I just really thought it was her." And I think that is just so amazing because it's about diffusing the situation as well. You know, like we say, we're not trying to be a hero we're just trying to diffuse and get out safely and that's for our guys as well you know so if they get asked what are you looking at you're looking at my girlfriend just diffuse it you you you've got two options right Mm. what are you looking at no I'm not looking at your girlfriend or here I am you know or you could just say like Tristan said oh she just looks like my sister sorry looks so much like her and then that's it you know gone yeah Yeah, he was saying like if they say what are you looking at yeah sorry did I go to school with you yeah, she looked really, familiar. Yeah, like you that. look yeah. so familiar yeah. to me. I loved yeah. that. Mm, it's I was so like, good. yeah, and then that, or like, like you kind of look like you're in this movie, and they'll be like, oh, I'm on a movie star. <laughs> that, like, you know, talking about ego, that strokes yeah. their ego. You yeah. get right out of there. Yeah. Um, Amy, yeah. can I ask you, um, when you experienced the violence towards you, what what did you experience? Like, what did you feel in that moment? Uh, so my my experience, so this is the more recent one, um, and that was a, a walking into a late night car park. Um, I had just finished doing a stand-up comedy. It was my first day of stand-up comedy school. <laughs> uh, not very fucking funny. Um, <laughs> and um, I straight away, it was that gut instinct, which we talk about a lot. Um, and what Women's Self-Defence Network talk about. So um, I was walking to my car. I was actually on the phone on a call to London trying to get myself apart in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> and so I wasn't paying attention to my whole surrounds, but I still could tell that there was a guy, he was creepy, but I was more focused on the conversation I was having. So I was like, mm, whatever. Now I did get back to my car and got in the car hung up the phone and then, you know, just watched this guy kind of pace my car. And like, you know, he's in a hoodie and, he had like a parker on and, you know, gla- like ski goggles on. It was crazy. Um, and it's quite funny, like, because if you want a, a, a recount of the um, of the event, I actually ended up doing uh, the stand-up comedy course. Like, you know, it was four days and I was so traumatised that I couldn't go back for two days. So I actually went back for the final day and actually performed the stand-up routine and about. I did it about the attacker. <laughs> so I'll have to wow. flick you oh my gosh, link yes. to that because it's actually – Kind of funny um, <laughs> how I've turned into that. But basically he was just kind of pacing and I rang Aaron and I was in a brand new car and so I – Aaron being your partner. Yeah, yeah, and I rang him and I'm like, oh, you know, look, I just, you know, just stay on the phone with me. This guy is looking really weird. Um, and it was like it came up on Bluetooth and, again, new car, defence <laughs> car. And I was so like, fuck. Loud. And he was like, lock the door, lock the door. And I'm like, shh, don't offend him. Like just, you know, like just, you know, calm down. Yeah. You know, Still in that polite mode. Like don't say that. That might be it's really rude. It's to be like this, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, so yeah. Bad. And, I mean, and then the guy obviously cottoned on to the fact that I had cottoned on to him and then he just came charging <gasps> at my car and I was trying to get around him and I was screaming in my car, like driving off. Again, you, you're trying not to hit 
your brand new car. You try, you know, you're in this tight little car park. I'm trying to find the the, the locks to the car. And um, when I got down to where you pop pop your ticket in, uh. I had to wind down the window. And at that point, I was just shaking because I could hear him still screaming through the car park, running after the car. Um, and oh my God. so, you know, when you say what I felt, I felt a range of things. Firstly, I felt like I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> I didn't want to hit my car. Like, you know, like you, you, but you're also shaking like a leaf going, oh my God, I'm trying yeah. to get out of there as well. Um, and when I got out of the car park, the, the, the next thought I had was that there were other girls in the course that they may have parked in that car park. So then I've actually pulled over. As soon as I've gotten out of the car park, I've pulled in front of um, the bar of where we had the stand-up comedy course to run back in to then warn everyone, else. everyone else. And when I ran in, I said, you know, blah, 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 like to try and tell them what happened. And then the guy walked past, casually walked past the bar. So then um, all of the men, which just happened to be an ex-police officer, and they all ran out and stopped him, called the police and, you know, um, then – it would dealt just with it. dealt with it, yeah, yeah. You know, and it turned out like you know he was super dodgy. There was you know, heaps of stuff in his bag, and it was just all all crazy, <laughs> all crazy stuff. That is so full on. Yeah. Thank you again for sharing that. Yeah. That's okay. So like we've come on here to <laughs> really pick your wounds. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, it was fine. You know, and I mean that's the thing. You know, yes, I felt. I went home and actually did a live about it straight away mm. and to share it, and then um, I was like, you know, I'm fine, and you know. I wasn't and then for two days after that it took its toll and then I went and I did the stand-up comedy and you know had a laugh about it as I do Um, and then probably about six weeks after that you know four six weeks after that I was all fucked up and like scared to go to your car by yourself Um, no no so I I mean I went um, to that same car park like I yeah I refused to even though that scared the shit out of me and even though I was kind of probably suffering from a little bit of post-traumatic whatever you want to call it um I'm someone who really faces my fear head-on you know I'm I'm afraid of heights yet I've skydived for three years what the are you joking you know and you you know you get me on a ladder I'll shake like a leaf like I hate looking over a balcony but you know I was like fuck it I'm gonna learn how to jump out of a plane and do heaps of fear of heights yeah same and I just and I'm like okay I'm afraid of that and that's okay like, it is okay though too you know so like, I've just accepted it and like I'm not going to try and <laughs> why but, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not afraid of it so you, you are I mean? afraid yeah you know like and and but I, I just I, I'm someone who you know will yeah. always be like uh, I'm still going to push myself just to see I'm not saying that that always works in your favor mm. yeah <laughs> you know that that is not always a good thing but I mean, although I do say, like, you you walk down Burke Street in your underwear to make a point. So yeah. I get, like, you're fearless and I 100% understand that. So, yeah, but still. I, I can't I relate. I, Liam, um, when we were in New York, he's like, we have to go up the Empire State Building. And I, I bet it was his one thing and I got to, you know, pretty much do whatever I wanted for the rest of the day if I did this one thing. Anyway, I got up there and I laid on the floor, mm. like, do you know that feeling yeah. of I can't even stand upright because I'm scared I'm going to be blown yeah. over the side? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I could not do it. I could not cope with it. And it was so unpleasant for him 
that he will never ask me again. So I just Aww. screeched the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. And it's weird because I never used to be afraid of heights. And then you get older. I've and gotten worse. I, I yeah, swear same. to God. I've got, I've got, I'm scared of stairs. Step like, ladders fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. I'm and then scared even of walk, escalators. Yeah, and walking downstairs, fuck. I hold on to oh. that rail like it's fucking. <laughs> yes. No, it's you know, weird. The escalators at Parliament Station. Uh, are terrifying. There's like just one after another, after another, after another. And I'm like, I just won't get off at that station. I will go any other station and walk <laughs> for where I have to get to because it's so terrifying. The, it's something about escalators, the timing. You know how you have yeah. to time your feet? I just lose coordination all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, I just can't do it. That's your okay. only one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. Let's. Um, Wait, no, I have oh, one more question because okay. this is just, I know like your story was traumatic and I'm sorry, but. What part in Sleeping Beauty? <laughs> was it one of it the was, fairies? No, it was a cameo part for just one show, like oh, to come in okay. and do the one show. Yeah. I've just been thinking, like, well, who would she be on um, Sleeping Beauty? I, I was, I was the, the lady that bring out the spinning wheel and then just put it back in. Like, <laughs> I was just one of the servants. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you wow, for being great yeah. Excellent in-depth questioning. So hard to know. People listening might be like, I wonder what she wanted to be. I'm just doing what the people yeah, want. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay, let's talk about um, the, what we got what taught. We got taught. Mm. So, um, Annie, I'll let you drive this one. Okay, so they said that we have to assume three things if there is an attacker. Mm-hmm. One, that they aren't alone, mm-hmm. so it could be an ambush. Two, that they're affected by drugs and alcohol, so they might have extra human strength or something, or um, be even less fearless. Mm, you yeah. Know? Um, f- even more fearless, I meant. Mm. Um, three, they have a weapon. Mm-hmm. So they're the three things that you are meant to assume. So obviously for that first one that they aren't alone, he said to move around. Mm-hmm. He said um, get a 360 of everything, make sure yeah. you know what's behind them, circle. If you want to, you can cross the street. And if you cross the street and they cross the street, he's like that's your first warning sign. Mm. Cross Definitely. back. And yeah. if they really cross back, then you're – yeah. He's like, what did he well, say? He said, run. he said, run. He said, run. He said, run. So in the opposite direction too, I think he said Talk to me. about that gut feeling that you're talking about because mm. that is really what it's about. It's about trusting your instincts and um, knowing when you see someone that you're like, that feels dodgy, instantly have your wits about you and be like, okay, there's probably a reason for that. So – the reason that people like this will attack you is because you're going to be a soft target and you yeah. want to be a hard target and a soft target is someone that is not making eye contact with them because that is like the first thing when he said he's like look at people when you're walking past them. Don't have yeah. your phone in you. Like, you know, be aware of what's going on. I yes. was like, no, when someone's approaching me on the street, I keep I my head down. down. I look yes. away. I don't want to. That was probably my, my biggest takeaway from the whole and morning. And that takes practice as well. So, you know, you don't have to wait until you are in that circumstance where you get the gut feeling that someone is dodgy and then start practicing eye contact. You know, you mm. can practice eye contact now on the street yeah. and that I doesn't have, have to I be have. that doesn't have to be <laughs> eyeballing as well. I yeah. mean, I, I'm very much someone who I, I look at everybody I love it and I smile and I I love 
that connection yeah. um, and it's random and it's with strangers and it's with the checkout chick and everybody, yeah. um, you know, and and so you can practice that now by just, yeah. you know, making eye contact, smiling. Like that's that's hard for a lot of people to do. They, they're not used to doing it. Um, it's something that I pride myself on but when it comes to a point where you're feeling that gut feeling where something feels icky and not right, um, you're already going to have a bit of practice with that and be able to look up in that uncomfortable situation yeah. and, and look straight at them. That doesn't mean eyeball them. It just means looking straight at them and Absolutely. understanding what, what's happening around you as well. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, when, say, a man's walking to you and you always, like, get out of their way and look down. Mm-hmm. If you, like, it's I'm like, conditioned. Oh, you yeah. are the one that gets this I'm, path. I'm sir. sorry that I inconvenience you yeah, by 100%. walking on this path at the, you know, at the same time. You take it. Yeah. You take the path. So now oh. I've learned, like, look up, be confident, shoulders back yeah. and I'm like, this is own it. my path. Yeah, and if yeah. he's cute, have your business card ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Before before kids and Aaron, mate, like my, my head was up. Yeah. My shoulders were back yeah. and I'm ready. to. Yeah. Re- no, no, no. Like, I totally get what you mean. And I still do it. Like, Bianca, you might have met your match in confidence. <laughs> oh, no, 100%. I don't relate Any, to Lou. Like, when she was just saying, like, I love the connection with strangers, I'm like, are you a Care Bear? Just like walking around in this, like, Care Bear world. I'm like, I... Have no – I don't know how you do it. It's amazing. You two I, are I, so confident. I, I, it's, I, yeah, maybe confidence, but it's also just – I don't know. Like there's just this life to live and if we're looking down all the time, we miss it. You know, we miss that mm. beautiful smile from someone. We miss like, you know, someone might be checking you out. Like mm. that's not yeah. a bad thing Definitely. whether you're with someone or not. Like it's okay. You know, I, someone walked past me the other day and he goes, oh, my God, you've got such a gorgeous body. Now, you could take that two ways, right? This is in the middle of the vegetable market and he didn't stop. He didn't <laughs> stop and linger. If someone said that to me, I would feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and he – but, I mean, and I wasn't wearing – I was wearing a big maxi dress. You were like, in your knickers again. No, no, you? I wasn't. Walking and down Burke Street you in know your what knickies. I thought? I thought, wow, that took a lot of courage for that guy to say that. You know, yeah. it, you know he – it. it I don't know. I didn't see it as sleazy. He didn't linger around. He didn't wait mm. for a response. He just went, wow, you look beautiful. And he said something about my body as he walked past, but it was beautiful and it was a genuine smile. And I thought, God, that's very rare, firstly, mm. for a guy to do that. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just, I don't know, like I probably would have missed that if I was looking down and, and you know, and you would have missed that interaction. And who knows what that warm smile from me went on to do for him as well like gave him the confidence to maybe ask the girl that he's been working with for you know a year that he really secretly likes maybe that gives him the courage to then go out and say hey you are a care bear you know like and uh, and, but you don't know like you just don't know how your interaction with someone will affect them later on it's beautiful okay Um, yeah I, I, I just realised I am agree. such a bitch. Yeah, I just realised <laughs> I, I just live in a doomy, gloomy world. You know, I'm like being yeah, the beast <laughs> when the horse wants to go down the nice, shiny, like, path. But and he's like, day. no, no, we'll go down this path. Yeah. It's really scary. I live in the scary path. You are the <laughs> happy path. That is yeah. 100% but, my life. But not every, not every moment is going to be happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's it, And not every day you're going to feel like doing that. Not every day I'm going to want to do that no. and that's okay as well you give when you've got that yeah. to give um and when you don't you spend that time replenishing 
Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. All right, I'm so getting keep, way more out of keep this. Keep your head up, but also getting, be really This is nice a confidence episode too. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. You don't know what you're missing but, I mean, keep there. your head up and be nice, but if someone yeah. gives you the itch, yeah. then, you know, yeah. fuck them up. So, so, so the thing <laughs> the about main, the soft target, yes. hard target is don't be looking at your phone. Keep your head up. Keep your wits about you. Yeah. Because you will be harder to make a target of. They you're want, not a they, sitting duck. They don't – exactly. They don't – the one thing that they want is it for it to be quick and easy. Mm-hmm. And if you look like you're going to, you know, fight back, that's not quick and easy. Yeah. So that's why you've got to look up, give them eye contact and, well, not intimidate them, but look like you're pretty sure of yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, for w- sure. Like walk be, with purpose and they're going to be like, oh, all be, right. Yeah. Be a hard target. Be, be a, a hard, hard target. target. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, that that's the thing as well. So move around. So you get a 360 view of everything. So if someone is talking to you because they think you're a target, sort of move around them while keeping an eye on them so that you can see behind where you were standing, if that makes sense, so that you can see if you're about to get ambushed and if someone's coming up behind you. Um, Create space in that moment. So if you keep backing off, Yep. They're going to understand. And keeping your, your hands held high at shoulder height yeah. is really, really so important. So that's another So just point. talk with your hands. Keep, talk with your hands. Oh, yes, I yeah. forgot to write because that point down. That was a good one. You want to have your hands up in like a – To push them out of the to way. To push them out of the way. So if your hands are down by your sides, and we did practice this, mm. um, and someone goes to grab you by the head, it takes you a lot longer to get your hand up from your hip area to block that blow. Mm-hmm. But if your hands are already up around boob height or like chest height, you're going to be quicker to get that blow. So how mm-hmm. do you do that and have your hands up in sort of like this karate stance ready to go? Talk with your hands up. Yeah. Yeah. That was you a do really that a lot, point. don't you? You do, I do, do I do. Yeah. Well, I naturally talk with my hands, so it's, mm. it's a funny one. But like, you know, you were saying the other day, if, if that's not um, – if you don't talk with your hands, then just pretend to play with your hair or your, yeah, you know, and just have them up there. You know, yeah. again, look, we're talking about how we can pretend to have our hands up because why? Because we want to be polite and not let them know we have our hands up. Yeah. So we're still are conditioning ourselves to go, oh, we want to be polite and not let them know that we feel like we need to be defensive right now mm. um, where you can actually have your fucking hands up. With the with the purpose of like stop, like you know how you put your hands Spice up. Spice girl, stop right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah. can have that mm. um, and be like, hey, I'm okay, thank you, no thank you, no I said no. Like, you know, and you can have that stance and be okay with that. Yeah. And it might be someone who is completely harmless but that's okay. You can offend someone for that moment uh, for the sake of your own safety. The thing that I keep thinking about, say if it was – um, Liam or my dad and they genuinely wanted to help someone. They were saying, oh, do you want me to help carry that shopping to yeah. the car or mm-hmm. something? And then the lady started acting like, you know, with her hands up and no and like, you yeah. know, very mm-hmm. defensive. Liam and my dad being good men would immediately go, oh, gosh, sorry. Like and they would feel bad about um, – yeah. You know, they wouldn't be offending my dad or Liam because they would be understanding that that's the way that yeah. women feel. Good people don't think, oh, you're so rude. Good people go, oh, sorry, yes, I can understand that oh, yeah, it's no hard worries, for women mm. to to feel, you know, not not threatened and 
And and just as you're describing that, um, what your dad and what Liam would do, your hands went straight up saying, oh, gosh, I'm sorry about that. No problems. Do you know what I mean? So your yeah. hands went up in the defensive as well. So yeah. that's great. As You know, that is a natural reaction yeah. um, to go, oh, God, so- sorry. And, you know, if you're at home listening, you think about it. When you say sorry, you put your hands up, oh, God, I'm so sorry to offend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's. That's normal too. The, essentially, the only people that you could possibly offend are assholes. Yeah, you know. Well, because it's, it's like good if a guy comes care. up to you at a bar and tries to talk to you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just hanging with my girlfriends," and they're like, "Oh yeah, no worries, have a good day and leave." Good person. Guy who's like, "Oh, well, I wasn't fucking." Oh, you, you think you're, you're so person. hot? So hot. Oh, yeah. Bad person. So you can you're tell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean. Your natural reaction isn't to offend them, um, but they're only going to get offended if their motives were negative to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was trying mm, yeah, to yeah. Okay. Um, so Oh, that was an in-sync um. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, all right. Oh, we just did Timberlake and sync All right. Um, <laughs> you want to draw as much attention to yourself as possible. Okay, I do this on the right. I was just about to say, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> Emily's just like, so that's my natural state of being. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know this, but people come up to me at the veggie market and just tell me how beautiful I am. It was one off. I will never live it I down. Mean, it was one it time. constantly. And you know, I've not told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> one time. That's just what my life is like. Yeah, men coming up to me constantly at a veggie market. Doesn't matter where I am. Um, so, yeah, I try, you know, I try not to draw attention to myself. It just comes to me. I... Uh, <laughs> So, oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, so draw draw as much attention to yourself as possible. You so a well lit street and all yeah, of those sort of things. Yeah, run to a well lit street or the run more, to where people are. The more populated areas are better. The example that um, he said, Tristan said, was um, run in the middle of traffic. Obviously, don't get hit. Like, yeah. you know, if they're going a hundred k's now, maybe don't run. But like, run on the side. Um, but run into the middle yeah. and don't be afraid to make a fool of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because what did he say? Um, those people are never going to see you again. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Those <laughs> like, people yeah. are never going to see you again. Who cares? At yeah. best they're going to be like, I saw a girl running in the middle of the street last night on Chapel Street. You she must have had a big one. Be, like, do you know what I mean? No mm, one's yeah. going to. You probably make like their day more interesting because I mean, yeah. they're just, you know. Yeah. Cruising along. And he's like he said, he's like, how many times do you go to, say, Chadston Shopping Centre? And you'll go there and you won't see one single person that you knew. Yeah. And that it's either you've got two options. You run and, um, you know, you might think you're making a fool of yourself and they don't know you. Who cares? Or you had a legitimate reason. There yeah. was a reason. So don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, don't worry about making a fool out of yourself. I mean, Annie does that all the time. It's <laughs> never been an issue. So, but um. mine's mine's accidental. You two do it. Not that you're a fool. But you <laughs> you create good attention. I'm I'm always the one that can't coordinate my feet to get up the escalator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Annie's sweating bullets every time she's coming to the escalator. Okay, it's happening. It's I'm happening. How am I going to do this? It's no, so stressful. I do get. I do a hundred percent if it's going up. Yeah. Going down is not so hard because you can sort of just jump really? on. Really? No, nah, going down kills me. Really? Yeah, I just cannot handle it because <laughs> all I think is if you tumble down that spiky escalator step, oh, it's yeah. just going to fuck and you up. And I have up. an irrational fear that my shoelaces are going to get caught oh my and God, I'm going to get yeah, dragged yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> I if I see they... anyone with the shoelaces even flapping, I'm like, your shoelaces undone. They're like, that's not undone. They're just loosely tied. And I'm like, 
That's undone to me. Anyone that has their shoelaces Tie them up and not back on. I tell anyone, it doesn't matter where I am, I'm like, oh, shoelaces. Because it makes me nervous. I know, because I'll fucking trip. Just the other day, um, Annie, your kids, I was dressing your kids. It sounds really weird, but they were going to a party and I was getting them ready. And then one of them put her shoes on but hadn't had time to tie them because she wanted to get her hair done. And she walked down the hall. And I know it's just to the end of the hall, but I was like, come back. Your shoelaces are undone. And I'm freaking out. And I was like, I can't. The stress. Like, I don't think I could ever have children. No, do you know what? I think you stress more about other people's children than your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you really freak out more about my kids than I do. All the time. No, because when you have your own, you're so exhausted. You don't, like, it's just like, fine. You want to trip over? That's fine. Band aids are on the top shelf. You'll need a step ladder for that. Annie said something the other day to me that, like, just destroyed me because I was like, I'd always think of the worst case scenario. And Annie's like, but the worst case scenario could happen anytime. You've just got to learn to live with that. And I'm like, that. Fuck me, no, I'm not having kids. That sounds awful. Just constant worry. How do you, why would you do that to yourself? I worry sometimes like, oh, did I maybe leave the back door open and did my cat get out? Oh, if she gets out, she'll bring herself back in. I've never once left the back door open. I know it's not possible, but I still have that worry. To be fair, I worry probably more about the cat getting out than I know that you do. I know that you do. I just couldn't do it. It's too stressful for me. Um, Emily, one of the other things that they both said was um, about not having keys. Mm. That and that's that so crazy. Blew my mind. Classic thing. I know of like the women. urban myth of the keys. Yeah, and yeah. I've done it before. I've yeah. carried my keys um, in my. I mean, I don't know what I'd do with it. Yeah. That's the thing. What am I going to do? And the thing is as well, I'm holding it between my knuckle. So if I go to stab someone with that, I'm not going to use enough force. The key's going to like just The key's not going to do anything. Yes. It's going to shred could your you, hands. Yeah, could you explain that? Well, I mean, basically, and I mean, this is the thing. Anyone that's listening, please, you know, get in contact with Women's Self-Defence Network Melbourne and, and yeah. you know, book in mm. some time because they'll explain it a lot better than we can. But at the same time, holding keys like that – um, you know, firstly, you're not trained to punch somebody and you're definitely not trained to punch them with a weapon between your knuckles as such, you know. So learning those yeah. practical tips of pushing with the two hands, of, you know, saying I said fucking no, um, even just that palm mm. strike to the face is going to be a lot more effective than trying to do something with your keys. Plus he also brought up the point of, you know, you need your keys to get away, like you need your keys for the yes. car as well, you know, because you might be close to your car. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you think is going to work or you've been told it's going to work, but have you actually tried that? Have you tried to punch something with the key, you know, between your knuckles? It it really... Yeah, that's what he was saying. He said, you know, even punching generally, even without a key, if you punch at a wall, it's going to really hurt your hand. You can only do it once. Yeah. But if you've got an open hand and you're using your palm and you're pushing up like under their chin to throw them off their feet because if they are thrown off their feet and they take a few steps back... Well, you run in the opposite direction. You've mm. got, got a few extra steps on them. So yeah. that's awesome. But the other thing about the keys is that um, you're, you're relying on you're, that key. And you're thinking too much about, about the, key. the keys. Yes, you're saying, that's a really that you're good point. concentrating way too much on the weapon rather than all of the other techniques that you could be using. Mm. Um, so the other palm. thing um, he was saying was that you lose the blood to your extremities. Yes. When you're nervous? Yeah. And you were saying that about the ticket? 
Yeah, when yeah. So when you're in that fight or flight kind of situation, everything kind of drains out of your fingertips and that's why it's so hard to control them. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, so me trying to wind down the window and trying to get the ticket into the oh parking machine, that, you know, you're shaking and you've got yeah. literally barely anything, any movement and you're moving slower and or fumbly. And, yeah. yeah, so it's important to not have to rely on fumbling around to get a weapon or a key or anything like that. Yeah. Honestly, that actually – even talking about it, I have a nervous response. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. I was saying, I can't even get on an escalator. I'm not even in any thresh, like, mm. and I'm fumbling. Mm. So I can't even imagine what it would be like to Man, the be amount in of that times situation. I've gone at escalators with you and you've kept your cool and I didn't know you were struggling. I, I, just... I actually tweeted it once <laughs> <laughs> and I had a big response and everyone was like, me too. Okay, so I'm not all right, right, but this is just going off topic for one hot minute. Escalators or elevators, what's worse? Escalators. Uh, yeah, escalators. Glass elevator, though, where you can see. Oh, God, they kill me. Ah. I haven't been in too many, but I'm like, why? Why do we need to okay, do that? Okay, but at Mona, they have a glass elevator and it's sick. Yeah. Because it's in ground, so you're not, like, it's able to see yes, the open. that's what it is. It's not the yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the glass elevator, glass not elevator for me. Is, yeah, the one in High Point yeah. is an example. No, don't like it. Yeah, I know. You're not Willy Wonka, mate. Yeah, I, I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not flying, <laughs> flying through the ceiling. It's not like the, the view of High Point is so thrilling. I need to be able to see it as I'm going up and down the <laughs> yeah. elevator. Oh, don't want to miss out. Paris Hilton was there once. Okay, 100%. Like, that's yeah, different. Um, so your phone is your best tool because you can plan your trips mm-hmm. um, where you're going. So um, don't go through parks because that's a lot of dark spaces, a lot of trees that someone can jump out at you. So you want to try and go down main streets and well-lit areas for pretty much every time that you're going anywhere. For sure. Particularly at night. Yes. Uh, and your phone is your best tool in the – if you don't know the area, you can learn. You've got Google Maps and stuff – However, your phone can also be a massive hindrance because um, when you leave a a venue, say you've all hung out with your girlfriends and you've all put your phones down as you do because you want to be present with each other and then you leave, you all – Pick up your phone straight, straight away. away. Yeah, like, totally. Oh, what have I and missed out text on? Text your partner. I'm yeah. on my way home. Or, or yeah. like quickly. Oh, what happened on Instagram in the time? Yeah. You know, we we all do it. Yeah. Or oh, even totally. putting music on to yeah. listen yes. to while you walk. No, but we all are straight away distracted by our phone, and um, we're immersed in our phones. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you know you have to be at attention all the time, and we can't live like um, in fear all of the time. But it's about just having your wits about you. Yeah, and it's and it's also, you know, I mean it's it's not a very long moment in time, you know, from yeah. the walk from a bar to your car or to catching an Uber or to getting in the tram tram or whatever. You know, that's not a huge amount of time. So we just need to be kind of diligent, right? And then it's like anything, you become practice in it. So, you know, that's your um, that's your routine. I leave the bar, I text my girlfriends or maybe you use an app or whatever it is. I get in an Uber, then you check your phone. You know, I, I love jumping in an Uber and then being able to check my phone because then I feel, you know, like I, I can relax yeah. From yeah. And, and do that. But those are the, those are the steps the that you – Yeah, that's your routine. And that's I, your going out routine. Since doing this course, um, I've taken on the tips and I have gotten used to it because yeah. – I drive everywhere now when I go out um, because I don't drink anymore. So that's new for me. Usually I would just step straight out of the place and get in an Uber, but now I have to walk back to the car park Mm -hmm. and I will put my phone 100% away and my keys are like 
in my bag and I'm looking up and I'm looking around and being really aware of like who's around me and I will walk like with my arms up pretending I'm like fiddling with my necklace or something yep and I'm so used to it it's just like that's just not the time that you look at your phone even things like um he was saying to back your car into the park when you first car exactly. parks, yeah. So that, like in the scenario that almost you were exactly in, yeah. instead of having to just you know reverse, reverse your out. car, all and I was lucky that I I was not in um a, like you know one that had one on either side. Like I was in a one that I pulled out from the front, so it's like I'd oh, reversed yeah. into it, even though I hadn't actually reversed. But that was the right the yes. position of my car. That that is another point that they said is to when before you're even leaving the venue before you even got to the venue start thinking about when you're going to leave the venue so when you're parking your car mm-hmm. um think about like even if you're going during the day because particularly yeah, now that be night safe, yeah it could yeah. be nighttime by the time you get back so consider that so find a spot that is near the lift yeah. um find a spot that's not mm-hmm. at the very end of the car park park reverse car park your car in there's so many little things that you can do and i'm so diligent about it now when i do park my car mm-hmm. to make sure that i am reversing in so that if i get to it I can just get straight in and go. Mm. And and that's the thing. So, you know, you're practicing that routine, but then the other type of practice you can have is, you know, if you attend one of these workshops, uh, you can then practice this with your kids, right? Um, and you can just do this every couple of months. Just pop it in your diary or, or your phone mm. to remind you, hey, let's go over, let's go over some of these strategies. Let's go over saying no. Let's yeah. go over putting our hands up. Only takes. 30 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes, but it's so that that skill set's always there and you're always practising it so that, mm. um, you know, God forbid one time you might have to use it, you've been practising it. Yeah. yeah. And saying no I think is one that we practise there yeah. um, because, I mean, as women we don't say no enough, that's yeah. for sure. Just practising no in your everyday life yeah. actually yeah. helps you, you know, when – so they were saying that the um, – Predator will try and get you talking. And mm. the more that you engage in conversation, the harder it becomes to say no. So you immediately say, no, no, thank you. And if they keep assisting, no, become blunter and blunter and blunter until you were saying yeah. it's um, – I said fucking, fucking no. no. Yeah. And you don't say fuck off because that can do the ego. Well, um, it can antagonise Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. say saying I fuck said off fucking no is different. But saying I said fucking no really – with purpose, because we got to practice that and it was a real lot of fun. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so just good. saying like, no, so say the, the situation that they kept using is someone, you're carrying your groceries mm. and someone comes up to you at the car park and says, hey, can I help you with that? And you say, no, no, I've got it. I'm all good. And they keep saying, no, no, I, honestly, I'll help you. And you go, no. And then you just go, I said fucking no. They will get the hint and leave. One, because you're raising your voice. So people are going to hear and look. But you're also creating a scene. You're creating a scene. Yeah. Mm. Even without being really aggressive at them. So, yeah, learn how to say no. And when you do create that scene, it only embarrasses them. You shouldn't have to worry about being embarrassed yourself. Yeah. Because if you're saying, I said fucking no and people look over, they're going to be the one that's embarrassed. So don't worry about, yeah. Yeah, they'll skedaddle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Um, I I asked the question there that, you know, sometimes when – you say no, I was scared that it might just make them more aggressive. But he was saying that the more that you talk to them and the more that you try to be nice, the more you inflate their ego. Yes. And the more that their ego is inflated, the harder it is to escape from that. Exactly. 
So say no if you're out in, at a bar and, you know, that, that guy that comes over oh. and interrupts your conversation Can't with your girlfriend. Can't read a fucking room, can he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, hey, where? what are you girls up to tonight? And you just say, um, sorry, I'm just catching up with my girlfriends. And you can be nice to start with. Like, sorry, I'm just catching up with my girlfriends. I don't see them much. Um, not right now. And if they keep going, no. You say no. Practice it. Yeah. But the more that you keep talking, we we did say um, a little while ago how we make up fake professions. Yes. Um, it turns out that that's probably not the good thing probably to do. Probably a terrible thing to do. And, and as well because, as you said to Tristan on the day, like I'm worried I'm going to offend them. Um, and as he said, if they get offended um, straight away, then you know that they're, they're just – they were a bad person to start, start with. with. So mm. if they, if you're saying like, if you don't want to be talking to this person, tell them straight away. And mm. if their intentions were good, they'll be like, oh, sure, no worries, sorry, and they'll leave. But yeah, if their intentions were bad or they've got that ego problem, you're gonna thank find God, out. So straight thank God you found out straight exactly. away instead yeah. of ten minutes into this conversation. Yeah. So yeah. So you can approach um, security. He was also saying, um, make it someone else's problem tell the bar yeah and t- they can cut them off from their drinking or whatever yeah. and make it the bar's problem like yeah so yeah that's a really good point i've forgotten that he'd said that that's yeah. a really good point making it someone and else's because problem bars and will help yeah like i've had friends kick get guys kicked out of bars because they've inappropriately groped yeah. them or something or like you know won't mm. leave them alone you tell the bouncer and the bouncer's like mate time to go yeah but it is really important to stop that conversation before it gets too oh, far because if, if you kind of muck around with them at first because you think oh this is the best way out of it it's not it's 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 creating more of a problem yeah and as well i think sometimes like we'll joke about it like we'll yeah. be like oh like like not lead him on but sort of like it's funny because he's like completely out of his like league is out of his like game here ha 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 let's make a joke of it and then try and flip the switch on and be like can you just go away he's gonna get aggressive and, and that's not you. kind of fair either <laughs> no, Do you know what I mean? like that's, no. Yeah, that's not a fair way to but that to, is to, totally a thing that happens oh 100 yeah, yeah totally like it's like kind of like a joke oh yeah like we'll, t- we'll deal with your shit for now mm. ha 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 and then be like, actually, you're okay, annoying now. Can you go? Now. Yeah, we're sick of it now. Go away. Yeah, he's not going to take it very light. Like he's angry now. Also, because they they've been drinking, so they they you know a lot of people are under substance, and they're thinking, oh, she's totally into it. That you know, you don't yeah. un- you don't understand, or we don't or they don't realize, get those cues. Yeah, what the cues are. We're, we're not responsible for someone else's social experience as mm. well. Like you know, or what what mm. they deem as oh, they're into it or not. Yeah. So we have to just make it super clear if we're not straight away. Yeah. No, not interested. Um, I think that's all the tips that I wrote down. What did you have, Bianca? No, that Sorry. was that was pretty much it. Just remember to hit with your palm <laughs> if it gets to the stage that you have to. That Julia, was I think really the biggest thing is to walk with confidence. Walk yeah. with I confidence. Think, um, I mean, Don't be Obviously there's much more. Oh, well, there's other helpful tips. Mm. But I think that that's actually really helped me in my day-to-day life anyway. Yeah. Because I was definitely a look down at my shoes type of yeah, person. Yeah. Well, only, now you only do that when you're getting on an escalator, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look down. I look up at your back because that's what I'm going to grab as I fall. <laughs> I'm going two steps ahead now. I'm not going to let you <laughs> drag me down the escalator. Um, but, yeah, no, I really would recommend Women's Self-Defence Network and we'll put links to – um, yeah. them and how did you get in touch with them just- um i i started following them on instagram and i've all you know i follow a fair few different self-defense um 
accounts. Yeah. And I really liked theirs. It was really practical stuff. It was, it's what I call street smarts. Um, and it's what I kind of grew up on and it's what I know works. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, these guys are, are the real deal. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing, you know, you don't, for me, I don't follow someone on Instagram because they have hundreds of thousands of followers. I follow them on on what it is they're actually, especially a business. Um, a business doesn't have to have a huge following to be a good one. Um, and you find a lot of the businesses that I work with and that um, I use and that, you know, I, I shout out are, are really tiny accounts because they really do have an incredible business ethic, work ethic, you know, um, mission statement. And these guys really do have that. It's about practicality. Mm. Uh, and I, I love how accessible it is to everybody. Anyone can get these guys into their workplace mm. or, um, you know, you could get a group of girls and, and go and book them. And that's amazing. What a cool thing to do. 100%. I highly recommend it. a good idea it. for yeah. a business to do. Like, you know, if you are a bar or something and you, you, know, yeah. you want to get like, your waitresses, you know, or whatever it is. Or even like just a girl's a girl's thing night. to do. Yeah. Like, you know, go get some lunch and then go it, to It was really thing. good. I yeah. mean, it feels really good to say – I said fucking no and you yeah. were screaming that at the that top That was of great. Lungs. It was really great to do it to Christian as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right in his place. I said fucking no. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and you also, Emmy, you were a black belt as a child as yeah. well. So yeah, you know yeah. a fair bit yourself. Yeah, so I, I got my black belt when I was 10 years old, which is quite young, so it's a long – I'm 40 years old, guys. How so many belts 30. are there? Um, well, you get to black belt and then you have, you know, your second, first dan. It, it goes right up. I don't even know how many dans you can get. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I got my first dan black belt when I was 10 um, and that's because my family were all into martial arts as well. So And then as I got older, I mean, I you know, I partied and didn't do martial arts at all, but then when I had chameleon, my second baby, I entered myself into a Muay Thai fight and it was a fundraiser for um, breast cancer. And so I went on this big charity run and, and you know, um, then got in the ring and I actually won fighter of the day, which is pretty cool. And I was, you know, huge, like quite overweight. I just had the baby and um, it was it was hard getting back in the ring and I hadn't done Muay Thai before, but it was fantastic. And since then I've gone on to go to Thailand and do like a month-long uh, Muay Thai retreat. So you train twice a day uh, with full Thai instructors in those open-air gyms and it's brutal. It is the heat and <laughs> even their pads are hard, you know, like they're just mm. – they train hard. Um, but it was an incredible experience. So I've always had that that passion and that love for martial arts. So you, Do you have extra hours yeah, in your I day? Know, yeah, I don't understand <laughs> how you do it. What the hell? <laughs> how have you gems packed so much into well, I your think, life? You it's know, amazing. Back then Aaron was working fly in, fly out in the mines and I was just, um, you know, I, I was just working out on a bag every day. I'd drop the kids off at the local rec centre like at MSAC and they would go to creche and I, it would just be me and my headphones. The AirPods weren't even around then so it was just my headphones and I would, um, you know, put on – just, you know, tunes and then just smash the shit out of this bag. And then that's when I thought, oh, why don't I go away for a month and, you know, discovered these Muay Thai camps that you can go to in Thailand and took the two kids with me. And, what? Yeah, and just went and, oh and my God. went nuts. I don't um, know how you <laughs> like, It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, trust me. Bianca doesn't even like my kids walking down the hallway with their shoelaces untied and you're <laughs> taking your kids overseas while you go on a I mean, I mean like. You'd 
How am I truly the hardest working woman I've ever met in my life? Fearless and hardworking. Oh, I'm like, I'm afraid of heights, but I skydive like three well, times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't anymore. <laughs> now that, that it's truly like I don't I don't skydive anymore, but I did for a long time. And, you know, it was it was amazing. Such an amazing time in my life. Before kids, before kids. And I think, you know, you go through different times in your life where you have that innocence of youth and and that kind of craziness yeah. that, you know, you, you go for it. And then you as you get older, you become a bit more proud. Practical and do you feel like yeah. you've become I'm um, a little bit more how do I put this nicely chicken since having kids oh uh, yeah because you you know you want to be around for them and and yeah. you know you know and that's just a natural progression as well you know yeah. and things happen in your life like you know so a friend of mine died while we were skydiving so therefore I became a lot more fearful of it you know and Not of skydiving yeah when we were jumping oh together so it became so you it, know but then also is. I think when I have children sorry that's a whole nother podcast oh, I'm so God. sorry oh no no it's totally it's a long time ago like 15 years ago you know so um that's it's fucking horror story. Sorry, I just <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. Oh, fucking god! It's, it's it's these girls are like just. Sorry. I've just completely yeah, run down the moon. I'm so sorry. That. Yeah, no, that's but, okay. But but you do you know you become, I think you can look at it as you become more chicken and you become more afraid, but. Also, I think you just become more focused on what's giving you joy. You become more focused on what you want in your life, what you want for your children. And and so you shift that focus. And my focus wasn't about jumping out of planes anymore, you know, or, or whatever yeah. it is. So um, if there's something that, that scares you or that brings you fear, um, don't always look at it as like you've chickened out either, you know, oh, mm. like I can't do that because then all of a sudden you're looking at it as a failure. You're not, mm, you know. Yeah. You choose to focus and prioritise on different things and that is totally fine. I love I love that. It's such a – it's actually a really healthy way to look at life. And, yeah. And this whole self-defence thing, you know, you could look at it like, oh, we're really scared of mm. um, being out on the street and stuff. No, you've done exactly that. You've gone, okay, I've had this really bad experience and women face this problem. Mm. So we're going to tackle it head on so that mm. we can keep enjoying yeah. life yeah. and that we can give ourselves some tools to feel – well, not even just to feel – but to actually practically help yeah. ourselves. You've got two choices. You can feel defeated in this life or you can feel empowered in this life. And and that's that's all that, that I tr- choose to do. I, I mean, choose to feel empowered. When are you starting so a cult? You- because <laughs> I am signing up to it and I'm, I'm all aboard. Like, and it's crazy because I know people who have said to me that you have changed their life. Like, uh-huh. I literally know people that are like um, – I, you know, you asked, you asked them to be in like a modeling campaign and they're like, I would never have got my, in my underwear for in, in a photo, but mm-hmm. like, you know, Lou gave me this confidence and I was like, yeah, that's really sweet. And now I'm like, I'm <laughs> with you. She's actually undressing I'm, as yeah, we speak. I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I totally get it. It is infectious. I 100% understand. So, that is, I love that too. We were actually commenting on that, that for your clothing, you got people that actually buy your clothing yes. to be your models. Duh! How is Yeah, you know, because it's it's about experiences. You know, it's yeah. about them walking away and feeling like that's an experience I'll never forget. Mm. Oh my god, it has been such <laughs> a pleasure having you on. We need to get you back for sure. I want to do confidence. Like, there's so many things that I want to do. Like, start how to start a cult, um, <laughs> and we'll apply that in real life terms. And you can. Start and we a cult. need to talk about how I skydive um, oh naked. My god. Yeah, with what? just underwear on. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, we probably need to go in that because I think we can merge the two oh then. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, no, but I feel like that's more 
have a visual than a podcast. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want a video. Um, Let's do a naked podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I No one needs to see me naked no. sitting on a seat. No. <laughs> no. I actually think that is a good idea. This seat's wiped down. That's yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah. Wipe it down before, wipe it down after. I'll be fine. Love it. Oh, my thank God. Thank you so thank much. You. So welcome. Thank you thank for you. organising the day and thank you for coming on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.